Welcome to Something Inventive. In this episode, I interview several members of Whitley Jones, a client of ours based in the UK who manufacture bespoke furniture primarily for the education market. It's a family business who's been going for over 20 years, and I wanted to find out how it started, how it differs from a regular business, and how they are managing succession. You'll be hearing from Chris and Jane Jones, Dad, Mum, and the original entrepreneurs, Matt Jones, director and eventual successor to the business, Lucy Jones, who manages finance, and Simon Downs, current managing director, in that order. This interview is in a slightly different style from normal, which I hope you'll enjoy. Chris Jones, I'm now chairman of Whitley Jones Furniture. I'm here with my wife, Jane Jones, who officially is uh, finance director of Whitley Jones. We founded the business in 1997. I'm Jane Jones, Chris's wife. I'm finance director, slowly passing what I can do over to Lucy. So tell me a little bit about the history of the business. Almost forced into starting our own business. I, I worked for a, for, a, for a guy for 18 years supplying the independent school market, actually with second-hand furniture. He was, he was enjoying his golf and actually died on a golf course, which was very nice for him. His daughter inherited the business, and to be fair, we uh, didn't see eye to eye, and both Jen and I felt it was time for us to do our own thing. It was very good timing. It was very good timing because yeah. the children, our then three children, were all at school. Our youngest, Lucy, had started school, so I was hoping to get back into my career as a clinical biochemist. Next day was going to be my final interview, and that's when Chris's boss dropped down dead and it changed yeah. everything in a flash. The company I worked for previously, there was a subcontract carpenter, a um, very good friend by the name of Ray Teague, who had worked for the old business for 10 years, and he was basically left without an income stream. Mm-hmm. Um he got all the machinery, we got the capital, and, and we're also prepared to put our, uh, the deeds of the house on the line with the bank, um, which, was, looking back, was fairly uh, naive of us, but we did it. And Ray had the machinery uh, and some of the staff uh, to actually manufacture, and that's, that's where we went from. So Jane, tell me a little bit about your role in the business and how you've uh, helped shape things. I was good at books, so I obviously took over the bookkeeping of the company and absolutely loved it. I mean, it was it was right down my street. I mean, I, I could have been working for Pfizer selling goodness knows what, or I, we started our company, and, and, and it was great. It was our fourth baby then. And, uh, yeah, and, but it got too big for me, really. Yeah. So we've taken on um, accountants that come in now and then. We've got Lucy. She'll take over payroll and bookkeeping. Jane, having the systems, I can be a bit... Um eclectic and wander off in different directions which is probably the the, the bit that gives the gave the business in the initial days yeah, the, yeah. the spark yeah. but uh, i need, needed jane there to, to keep dot eyes, focused yeah and cross yeah dot eyes cross t's mm. uh, and keep me focused hindsight when the growth is where, we, where we're at now i think that we were as i mentioned earlier we were quite naive oh, yeah but we were always full of confidence that it was going to succeed. Um, we never doubted it. No. <laughs> never doubted but, it. But we are very fortunate that the customer base we've got is is very strong financially uh, and they're very honourable people to deal mm. with. If they if they say they're going to have something off you at a price, 
that's exactly what happens. And and we've got the same ethos with business. Mm. If we say we're going to do something, and it's always been like that, and I think Simon and Matt carry that on now, um, it, that's what we do. Although we're a product and project manufacturer, we very much see ourselves as a service company where the customer is always right even when they're not right. And and it's all about it delivering the service because that's what builds the business. So we've got marketing strategies, but the majority of the business has been really built by word of mouth and, and recommendations. And, mm. and that's always going to be the best business you can get. Mm. In fact, um, customer number one, we're currently negotiating <laughs> yeah. for a new classroom block with them. And we'd, we'd like to think we'll be successful in those negotiations. It's too early to name them or say what it is, but but it, but it's very interesting that... that, that that's that's the longevity. It's a twenty-year relationship. As a family business, do you think customers see that as a benefit? They definitely like dealing with a person that they they recognise and they talk rather than. I mean, I think we all now deal with computers and go online and buy things online, and it's very impersonal. I believe the type of work that we do is all about personality and, and personal contacts, and and there's no doubt that, that that having two of our kids following on from us is. Uh, it, it, it is, is an asset to the business. Things yeah. won't change. Yeah. The, the no. good things about the company will carry on. No, and the nice thing for us, as I said, the company's 20 years old, and, and, and Matthew particularly is, what, 31 mm. now. But when we first started, I was very much hands-on mm. tools as well as hands-on sales and, and, and accounts. And, and Matt used to come in on a Saturday morning, and yeah. he, he used to get his hands dirty. School and holidays. To, and he used to love getting mm. stuck in with Dad. Um, and Lucy. Yeah, and yeah, Lucy. and Lucy did. They all did. Well, yeah. they had to because we had no childcare at yeah. home, so they had to be in working with us or, or be safe mm. yeah. in, in our presence. Mm. Lucy and, and Matt have both been heavy, well, very interested and loved the company from yeah. its start. Yeah, we can't forget we've got we've, we've also got we've got four kids. Uh, yes, we've been very busy. We, we, we you know it's unfair mm-hmm. to, to to single out in the two, others. In two thousand, um, we had Ben. Yeah. Um, who who's. Benefited from benefited from from, <laughs> from, from the company, um, but and and he worked in the company last summer. Yeah, yeah, and and loved it. And and the, our eldest daughter Laura, who's who's a midwife. Um, I mean, she worked through her student days and mm. early days. She she worked summers. Um, but she always but had the, Saturday jobs at pharmacies and but, things. But she so. got she knew what she wanted to do as a vocation. Mm. So yeah. It, it, yeah. the family sort of has all worked well. So, Jane, the business is a big part of the family. Has it had any negative impacts on that side of things? When we first started 20 years ago, the three older children were then still very much school Mm. age, so it had to tie in with me getting the shopping done, picking the kids up, taking the kids. But I can't say it was a negative thing. It was just managing to squeeze it all in and still have a family life and still be effective at work. But no, not terribly negative, I don't think. No, I think it's interesting. I mean, there are times that, that, that... It, it work would go home, um, yes. and, and uh, we, yeah. you know we'd be talking about it at, at nine, ten o'clock at night. But pillow but, talk was work. Yeah, and and and, uh, but conversely, if if I was working late, which Jane didn't always like, but I did put a lot of long hours in early in early days, she knew that it was for the benefit of the whole yeah. family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in some respects, I think everybody understood the pressures that you're under more than being employed by somebody else mm. that, that, that mm. not just us but also our kids as they grew up as they got older they that they they've all benefited from from the success that it's yeah, been definitely. yeah i i think it's all been very positive to be mm. honest as a looking back now for mm. the, over the 20 years thank goodness i didn't get that job you know thank goodness it went the way it did mm. i think it's been 
great. I think it really has worked out very well and been very positive. Yeah, it's interesting because now two of the kids are working in it. Um, I mean, Matthew's obviously got his own house and not living with us, so we don't talk after five o'clock. Lucy's still at home, and occasionally, actually, the conversation does carry on in the evening, and we feel it's a bit unfair on her. And we do yeah, have but to... it's sometimes Lucy that instigates yeah, it. Yeah, she can instigate it. <laughs> so no, she I'm... can instigate it. You've been 20 years in the business. Matt's now looking after the majority of the day-to-day. How have you managed that process? Because it is really important to manage the succession, who's going to manage yeah. it, and yeah. hand everything over in the right way. Ray, our first business partner, helped take the business to a certain stage, but he was a carpenter rather than a production manager. He, he owned 20% of the business, uh, and he wanted to retire. And, and we managed to... Uh, managed his exit from the business quite well. At the same time, Simon, who is the current MD, wanted to join a family business. His father had his own, uh, I think, fruit and veg business mm. from from a corporate background. And I'd known Jane and I had known Simon for twenty odd years prior to him joining us. Yeah. And and it seemed a natural step. We'd grown the business to a certain size, where having to make all of the relevant decisions. Um, was was quite putting a lot of pressure on me, but 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 basically, family succession is very important. I think you need building blocks within mm. that family mm. succession. I wouldn't want to put the sort of responsibility that I've carried and then Simon is now carrying on Matthew's head at a young age. Mm. I'm sure he'll be up for it in due course, but I wouldn't want to saddle him with that. I yeah. want him to grow into it. And are you looking forward to uh, pulling Chris away for a bit more time? Well, we're both three days a week now, and it's we're enjoying it, aren't we? We're, we're having our long weekends every week, and um, yeah, we're really enjoying it. Yeah, and and, and you know, I'm, we're trying to stick to it as well, which which yeah. which, and I think you know, people are surprised we are sticking to it as well as we are. They but, thought but, you'd but, sneak wet back to work all yeah, the time, but, but, but no. But no, it needs must. If I need to be here, yeah. I'll be here. Mm. But but I'm very happy with the team that we've got um, actually running the job now. I'm Matt Jones. I'm a director at Whitley Jones Furniture. Um, been doing this role now for coming up to seven years. Um, I started uh, as business development manager, uh, having worked um, in another industry um, after leaving university where I studied a marketing degree. My primary role within the business is managing our school, client base and customers um, and project managing the um, projects that we sell um, to them. Um, and managing through to completion, um, site installation and aftercare. Um, I was made a director of the business uh, at the end of 2016. I'm also responsible for managing our marketing. I've been involved in the business from when I was 10 years old. It started in the dining room at home. It's something we've always been very close to. Being 10 years old is a very sort of inspirational age um, and was always very interested in what was happening. Um, the office side of the business, as I say, was in the dining room. Um, the factory, the, the first factory we had was um, a few miles up the road, and then we moved to um, our first permanent site in Starport. I'd always go in when I could, Saturday mornings. Um, we used to always work Saturday mornings, so I'd often go in with Dad and help out where I could. Um, but it was always very interesting to see how the company was growing um, and and how we were going from doing small jobs of ones and twos to tens and twenties and, and onwards from there. Um, so I was never expected to do to do anything. There were times when I was asked to, to go in and help because they wanted um, an extra pair of hands. Um, but a lot of the time, most of the time, it was it was through choice um, that I went in and, and worked. Um, and obviously I got paid for it, so it was nice in some holidays and stuff to be able to, 
um, earn a bit of money as well. What do you think the benefits are of a family business? I think you're working with people that you know, um, people that you trust, um, which makes it a lot easier. Um, you know, you know the owners of the company. In some businesses, um, often people don't know who they're working for, or don't know who the shareholders are, the people that are ultimately um, their boss. So it's nice to know that, know the people, um, and they trust them. Um, from a customer's point of view, um, you're always dealing with a member of the of the family or senior management, um, which means that we'll always make a decision or try to make a decision in the best interest of the customer, um, which ultimately is the best interest of the company. I spoke to your dad about moving on from the business. How are you managing that succession? It's it's an interesting one. Obviously, we've through the years of working here, I've learned a lot from dad and the way he's done things and the way the company's grown to where it is today obviously I've come in with a few of my own ideas and there's a few instances where where maybe me and him can um, have conflicting views on things so having the input of Simon um, now in the role of um, managing director and Tim as our operations director um, to have the four of us um, sat around sat around the table can sometimes help to that it isn't just me and dad conflicting on a couple of views not that it doesn't happen very often but um sometimes if it was just us two sat around the table we'd probably not get to a result because we'd we'd, we'd um we've both got our own views on, on on certain things but um having um outside influence as well as um the family um helps in that in that respect um simon's managing director um so he has ultimate responsibility for the day-to-day running of the business having him there helps with the the succession for for when i would um, take that role in the future as part of your marketing role how are you looking to drive the business forward so we've recently started um a couple of other sides to the business um to support at the core business of um of serving schools um we've got whitley direct which makes furniture for home offices bedrooms for uh, local consumers and um, we hope we want to drive that forwards um, we've also started Whitley contracts which helps other manufacturers with their woodworking needs where they maybe can't um, manage their demand through their own factory um, we can offer um, our machining assembly spraying um, capabilities and, and help them out there so we want to um, develop those two sides of the business working purely in the in the schools market we have huge seasonality, extremely busy in the summer, which always takes care of itself. And then we can uh, have quieter periods in the winter. So hopefully um, diversifying slightly will help to um, to level out the seasonality of our, of our core business. Um, and alongside that, obviously, we want to, to grow um, our school customer base and um, meet new customers, but um, also work with our normal everyday customer base that, that um, have supported us for a long time. Do you have any um, marketing tips or advice? Something you've learned that uh, you found really beneficial in business? It's interesting. Um, I did a marketing degree, but I left university uh, eight, eight or nine years ago now. Um, and it's amazing how much it's changed from from when I studied to, to today. So from my point of view, having not practised um, really for that period of time, um, it's... It's I I like the fact that we've outsourced that side of the business. Other people from outside of the business can see things um, can see things in a 
in a way that you can't, which when when you're trying with marketing, you're portraying your business to people outside of the business. So um, having people from outside the business help you with that, I think, can sometimes get the message across better than if you're, you're doing it on your own from inside the business. Well, thanks very much, Matt. That's great. Um, you promised the tour of the factory. So uh, should we go and do that now? Yep. Let's go and have a look. Right, this is our uh, design office, which is the start of our manufacturing process. We've got Nick in here, who's our head designer. He works customer facing and also um, with the guys programming the furniture for manufacture. We use CAD and cabinet vision to draw room layouts and furniture items for the customers. The second function of the room is to program the furniture items for manufacture. The um, program we use breaks down the furniture into panels with drill points and sends that information down to the CNC machines where the manufacturing process starts. We'll now go down there and show you that bit. Let's go take a look. There's a lot going on now, I can see. Yeah, it's quite a noisy part of the factory. So the machine shop starts with the two CNC machines. They work off the program sent down from the design office. Um, the bigger machine we have has a self-loading function, so we can put a pack of flatboard material onto it. It then automatically picks up a board, takes it onto the machining bed, cuts and drills the board, and then automatically feeds it off onto a conveyor belt system at the end, where we then split those, the different components that have come off in, onto different pallets. Um, the second CNC machine ha we have has the same functions uh, generally apart from it doesn't have the uh, automatic loading function. Um, once the items have come off the back of the CNC machine, most generally then go through the edge bander, which puts the um, edging onto the piece of wood. If it's um, a carcass material, it's a, it's a 0.6 millimeter edging, and for drawers and doors, it's a two millimeter edging. We recently invested in a new edge bander, um, which can do all of these functions and has a self-return system on it, so the panels automatically get returned back to the start so that they can be put back through again. Obviously, doors and drawers have to have all four edges with edging tape on so they have to go through the machine four times this cuts down a lot of uh, manual handling in moving the panels from one end of the machine back to the start we then also have a lot of traditional woodworking machinery um, with saws and spindle molders to put edge profiles onto um, some other panels the generally then we pack up the panels if they need to go to the spray shop they move on to the spray shop and the pre-finished boards go straight through to our assembly unit over the road. So here we are now in the spray shop. We spray both lacquer and paint finishes here. Most of our products require two coats and they have to have a denibbing sanding process between coats. The spray shop has been designed um, with a heat flow through it to speed up drying times which means we can we can spray a lot more products and the product doesn't have to sit on the drying racks for longer so this um, piece of machinery is our extraction and wood waste boiler it takes all of our 
uh, waste product, the dust extraction from the machines, as well as um, chipped scrap board gets put into um, the machine. It then compacts down uh, the waste and heats it in the boiler, um, which heats the water, the, the heating system to heat the factory, the offices, and also for the process um, heat uh, for the drying rooms in the spray booth. It was quite a substantial investment for the business three years ago now, um, but it's it's obviously paying paying its way in, in heating the factory and uh, reducing the amount of waste we produce. So we've now come across the yard. Um, we're in our new uh, purpose-built assembly warehouse. We opened this 12 months ago now, um, whereas previously our assembly was carried out on workbenches in the main factory. It means we can move the furniture um, a lot quicker through the factory by breaking down the assembly processes rather than it being built from start to finish on one bench. We've got two production lines in here, meaning we can we can run two uh, jobs through the factory at the same time. So all of the flatboard um, components that come off the CNC machines are sent over here where they're broken down and mainly put together with our metal cam and dowel systems. Um, they then move on down the production line where ironmongery, hinges, handles, hanging rails and uh, draw runners are all put on depending on what the item is. Um, the requirements will all be slightly different. The items then come off the end of the production line and straight onto our wrapping machine which covers the furniture in cling film. We then put plastic corner protectors over to protect the furniture during transit. We've also put um, labels on every piece of furniture to say uh, the job number, who the customer is, where in the building it's required, and the item of furniture. This aids our delivery and installation teams in making sure that the right piece of furniture gets to the right school, in the right room, and in the right place. Joining on to our assembly warehouse, we have uh, our other unit, which is our dispatch warehouse all finished orders then come through to here and are, st are stored together. Um, we, at the moment, we're using a crate system where we can um, load the jobs into crates which stack on top of each other, meaning we can get more furniture in here without damaging any furniture. The jobs will stay here until the customer then requires them. Um, most jobs we're making um, just in time, um, but some, some jobs are manufactured early and, um, and we store them on the customer's behalf until they require them. Obviously, offers the customer a bit of um, peace of mind that their furniture is built and ready for them when they require it. Um, this is where the delivery teams will load the furniture um, and it's also where our delivery and installation guys keep all of their tools and fixtures and fittings and they run from here to go out to the, um, to the schools to, to do the jobs. I'm Lucy Jones, I'm the account supervisor and I handle the day-to-day -day running of the purchase ledger and management accounts. Um, I've just finished AAT um, level four and I graduated in September um, and then the hope is to um, study SEMA but I'm having a little bit of a break, a 12-month break and then I'll, I'll hopefully start that in September 2019 and then that will help me get the knowledge I need to be able to take that step, step further to eventually become financial director. I got involved in the business, um, well, I've grown up with it. Mm. I was in and around the offices when mum and dad started um, 21 years ago, and I've grown up with it. I had a bit of a break when I was about 18, went and worked away, worked in pubs and retail, and then drifted back, which I think was probably always going to happen. Finance is 
within the business are incredibly important, obviously, enabling the day-to-day running and not just that, being able to to be able to plan and budget for the future is incredibly important. And I'm just taking the step up now where I'm actually having more of a um, input into the budgeting process and the end of year accounts, working with the accountants that, that come in monthly and then yearly. I'm getting a better grasp of just how important. So I'm still learning how important it is to have a really good grip on the financials. It is. And it's funny, you say obviously. I think there's a lot of businesses who aren't producing annual accounts. They're not looking at things on a quarterly basis or, or looking at it from a planned point of view. They're just, they're just lucky when they're profitable. Um, or they've got money in their accounts. So it, I, I think it's, it is really good that you know, you're know you interested in that and you want to take it forward um, and help, help the business become stronger because of it. Yeah. Watching how the company's grown has been amazing. I can remember it starting in our dining room with three computers and that was the office to, to now with how it's grown and how much bigger it is now. It's, I mean, in, in one sense feeling incredibly proud of mum and dad and have and not just mum and dad Simon and just how the whole business has grown and the real team that we've become from a small business to the to a growing to a larger business I, maybe this sounds bad but I, I'm not sure I ever expected the business to be this big mm. and whenever I whenever I used to go to college I'd quite often see the vans going off on their daily runs and that. And I used to, it was a strange feeling of always feeling really proud of of having got there. Yeah, it's been strange watching it grow, but amazing, really. And and now being involved, it's it's really nice, although sometimes a bit difficult when you go home, because I still live at home. Um, Trying not to talk about work too much can be a bit difficult. Yes, Chris and Jane did say that it's sometimes difficult to keep away from those topics. Yeah, you know, if you've had a hard day... Sometimes you don't want to go back home and then start talking about it again. But the benefits of working in a family business massively outweigh the 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 few negatives that there are. You can't you can't really have an argument at home and then forget about it when you come to work. But other than that, that's that's about as bad as it gets. My name's Simon Downs. I joined the business uh, nearly twelve years ago. I've known Chris and Jane for probably the best part of thirty years through previous. Um, um, business engagement through HH Bushel and Co. And I was in the timber industry and actually became Whitley Jones's first unofficial guarantor. Uh, so I gave Chris and Jane a credit limit when they started the Whitley Jones furniture business. Uh, had a funny birthday um, and decided that I wanted to leave the corporate life that I was doing. So I joined the business as a uh, minority partner and director and really over the last um, 10 11 years we've worked very closely together to develop the brand and the business um, and we've had 11 nearly 12 years of, of continued growth and success um, massively proud we've we've developed from one factory to, to two and then to three uh, we have the biomass boiler with an RHI agreement um, and we've expanded our portfolio. Um, we've, we deal regularly with Winchester College, uh, Marlborough College, Rab- Radley College, Bromsgrove School, Millfield, all the great names in independent education, and I've missed out loads of them there, so I do apologise to those that I've missed. But um, So, yeah, it's been a fantastic ride. Um, Twelve months ago, I was appointed as managing director because we were planning for Chris and Jane to 
take a step back from the business. Uh, so I'm immensely proud to have joined the business and now to be steering it into the future, along with Matt and Tim, who's been with the business from an operational point of view for uh, nearly 11 years. So it was a really the right time. So uh, myself, Matt and Tim are now running the business and reporting to Jane and Chris. Chris has become the chairman. Um, and I'm, a, I'm very happy to do that and looking to develop the business with Matt until I retire, which, you know, hopefully will be in the next sort of 10 years. And what's it like working as an outsider as part of this family business? Well, I think that it was very quick to understand that I wasn't an outsider, that, that they embraced as we were friends anyway. And I think that they knew and and they wanted me to join the business, that I never really ever felt like an outsider. I always felt like I was part of the family. And then to add to that, my boys have worked with and in the business over the 10 years. Um, admittedly, none of them work for the business now, but they've gone off and done their own things. But mm. um, And my brother um, now works for the business. So it's it's been really heartening to see two families, the Jones and the Downs family, working together for a common aim, which is to build a successful and vibrant manufacturing business and, and to keep that going for future generations. I came from a business that was turning over £125 million a year. So to come to a smaller business, people might think I you know, I did a backward step, but it was actually a forward step. Um, I wanted to be part of a business that we could control and that we could manage on a day-to-day basis and have absolute control of. We had this thought process of the business I managed before was like a super tanker and that if we wanted to make any changes, it it would take months to deviate the course, whereas we're, we're managing what is a, a little racing yacht at the moment and we can turn it on its head. I really like that. I like the fact that we can respond to changes in the market or changes in the economy and we can, and we can run our own business with, without having to go through layers and layers of management and trustees. and um, So that's very important. I'd like to hand over the business, as Chris has handed over the stewardship and, and Jane have handed over the stewardship of the business to me, I'm excited about handing over the stewardship of the business to their son. My ambition is to be able to hand it over to, to Matt um, in a very healthy state so that I can then look back on my time at Whitley Jones and during my retirement and say I, I had a major part in that successful business. And hopefully it will keep running for many years to come. In the marketplace that we're in, I think the fact that we are a family business is very important. And I think um, with the schools that we mentioned, some of the most well-known independent schools in the UK, I think they, they get some sort of confidence and surety that when they're dealing with you know, um, the managing director, the chairman, or the son of the founder of the business, um, that it gives them this um, uh, peace of mind that they're, they're not dealing with a, you know, a salesman who's after a quick book or somebody that may not be there in six months' time. They're going to be dealing with a, you know, they're going to be dealing with somebody who actually cares about the, the business that we're doing for the client and also for their own business very passionately. And I think that, I think we try and get that across to clients. And I think our clients also recognise that and, and, and enjoy that. They enjoy that feeling of, of they're special. Um, when they deal with Whitley Jones, they're the only people that matter, which is important. I think it's congratulations to Jane and Chris. Um, November saw 20 years in business. Um, they had the wherewithal and the, 
and and the gumption to start a business um, at a time when you know um, starting up a manufacturing business in the UK was probably not the cleverest thing to do, but testament to them and their fortitude and their strength and their um, ability to trade. Um, uh, you know, so I'd like to pass on my congratulations to Jane and Chris and and say something a little bit twee, but you know, here's to the next twenty years. Thanks for listening. If you like this interview, you can visit ratherinventive.com slash podcast and listen to more interviews with fascinating people, plus our monthly podcast on business, creativity and the web. To get the latest episodes the moment they are available, you should subscribe directly in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or whichever podcast player you use. If you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm at Ben Kinnaird on Twitter, or you can email hello at ratherinventive.com. Bye.